Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Caught Review. As you may hear in the background, there is no rattling noises, rumbling, whinging, and loud noises. That is because, sadly, in my frozen tundra of a state... Unfortunately, the Daytona is going to have to get going into storage by now. It's starting to get a little colder, and well, as the temperatures drop, so does my traction on the vehicles on my tire. And I do not want to end up in a ditch when the snow starts flying. So yes, unfortunately, this will probably be the last episode that I do, or well, the last episode was the last episode I did, before I ended up throwing the thing in storage. So from now on, you will probably hear me, well like this. I will be covering it solely from, well, actual decent locations where audio quality is a little better, as I'm sure the loud noises was only making it more difficult to hear my wonderful sultry voice. <laughs> nope, I get the sultry eardrums now just myself. Anyways, I thought I'd just get that out there in first, and like I said, I don't have a whole lot for you, because at the end of the day, I'm going to be enjoying my Thanksgiving weekend, and just as I'm going to be enjoying it, I hope you all do as well. So if you listen to this podcast, find something better to do because you should probably be out enjoying the Thanksgiving weekend. Anyways, with either side, if you continue to listen, let's get on with a bit of news, shall we? First, we're going to start off with GM because I love bombarding GM with news. Because GM always just managed to screw stuff up. Now, you know how GM was going to be announcing that they were going to be giving a um, refund on a lot of the features they offered in cars that they were going to be removing from the factory. Things like heated seats, heated steering wheels, and a couple other goodies, and even freaking they would be knocking down the cylinder thing that, you know, the thing that goes from V8, God, I'm losing my mind, the thing that goes from V8 to V6 when you're trying to save fuel, yeah, no, that's not going to be an option anymore, because, well, they're taking that shit out, too. Now, the compromise is that, yes, you know, they initially said they're going to be 50 to $500, depending upon what you had as optioned. Well, that's no longer the case. You see, GM, and I think Tesla as well, I was going to be announcing that they're only going to be giving you back $50. That's it. $50 to put up with it probably for a year, in which case, after the year, they're going to be retrofitting your car with the options you asked for, which just sounds asinine as shit. You see, the fact is, is that, yes, it's great that they're going to be retrofitting on that, and yes, you will be able to keep your refund, but it's shit that it's only $50. I mean, what, they charge you what? A buck a week to put up with this shit probably for a whole year? It's completely asinine and foolish, and it's just ridiculous that this is even the case. If you ask me, GM is just cheap-ass little bastards. I mean, my God, can't you just afford to just, you know, be generous? Do something called, like, there's a nifty thing out there that uh, marketers like to call brand loyalty. And if you give this customer something saying, hey, for 500 bucks, we're sorry about this whole thing, you get to keep that 500 bucks, and we'll put that shit back in your car. Yes, that will make GM look very good in the customer's eyes, and honestly, while it may cost you a pretty penny, it'll generate a lot more interest in your cars in the future, because it'll, you know, leave a good impression, something that GM has been shit at doing recently. 
Anyways, as speaking of shitty car companies, Tesla. Now, in recent news, Tesla's servers went down. Now, you may think, this matters to us. Why? Who gives a crap if a car company's internet service or whatever it is they have went down? Well, the important factor is that everything went down with Tesla, with Apple, wait, ah, with Tesla, yes. You see, everything, including the app that allows you to, you know, get in your car and start it automatically, yeah, that went kaputs too. You see, a lot of people were pretty much locked out of their vehicles because the app didn't work, the screen, nothing worked. The whole system was pretty much kaputs, meaning that you couldn't get in your car and start it if you hadn't already, or if you didn't have the little key fob. The fact is, is that while we become more integrated with technology, it remains proven and rather problematic in the fact that it's not always reliable. It tends to have problems, and it tends to be fickle at times, to say the least. And speaking of fickle, let's move on to the Apple, shall we? Apple. Yes, Apple has announced that in the next four years, they want to have a car on the market. Yes, an actual car. And if they stick with the original intentions, a fully self-driving, fully autonomous car, to say the least. They envision this whole limousine interior thing where there's not even a steering wheel in the car. It just drives itself. Now, as recent Tesla, as I just mentioned, the server outages would prove, computers are not always 100% reliable. I'm not sure how they plan on getting this past Congress or anything like that, but I don't think that's going to work. It's just, you're not going to have a fully self-driving car, especially not with a steering wheel, because I wouldn't want one either. It's one thing to have a Tesla or something. Even fully autonomous is fine, but at the end of the day, there's still something called computer error and while yes user error is still a more of a problem when those computers go down you need to have a backup people will point to the fact that well like for example airplanes they have autopilot what does that they can fly autopilot why can't cars because at the end of the day there's still a you know a stick to control the freaking plane and at the end of the day pilots are still in charge of said plane if computers go wrong things happen you need to have a human response not a computer response for example, if this self-driving car would happen to, you know, be driving down a one-lane road, on the left, a semi pulls out, and in front of it, well, there's an obstruction, say a car pulls out in front of it, and then to your right, you have a couple pedestrians. Well, what does it do? It doesn't have enough time to stop, and well, what you would you rather plow into, the semi, the car pulling out, and T-bone the guy, or the pedestrians? The car might, you know, who decides? At the end of the day, these cars are still programmed by human beings, and the human beings' decisions from some guy in some computer lab in some random location is pretty much making that decision pre-made for you. Again, user usage is still the key factor. While I do believe there will be at some point fully autonomous cars, I do not think the whole steering wheelless thing will ever happen. At least not until every car in the whole universe is fully autonomous. Which, well, put it simply, will probably never happen in our lifetime. Anyways, I think that's all I've got for you today. Oh wait, I got one little bit of news for you. If you own stocks in Rivian, I'm sure you were really excited that it's opening. How it made boatloads of money, and I commented on this, and how it was bullshit. Well, my bullshit came a hell of a lot truer than I initially anticipated. You see, numbers have come out from, well, testers, that this cyber van being sold to Amazon may not be as useful as people first anticipated. They were planning on replacing their whole fleets with these things, at least that's what people thought Amazon would be doing. But the fact remains is that it's shown that even in ideal circumstances, these things maybe have about 150 miles of range. Not a whole lot to cover an entire driver's route. 
And that's not including the factors of, you know, heat or cold, excessive on one temperature or the other, that might degrade the battery, or excessive uses of freeway speeds or something like that. There's a whole host of other issues. But only 150 miles range doesn't cover a whole lot. And people are pointing this out in the fact that, will they really be ordering more? Because if this is all the range it has, it's really not all that useful. I mean, what happens if you load this up with a ton of shit? That's even going to drop the battery even more. So that's one big problem. But the biggest problem was Ford. You see, Ford and Rivian always had a sort of a thing going on. While they initially were planning on being the lightning provider for the truck, it didn't really work out. And it hasn't worked out even further. You see, while Ford has held a controlling stock, or a fairly large chunk of stock, I should say, in Rivian, their partnership has soured as of recently, and to the point it's completely soured now. As Ford and Rivian have canceled all, entire, every single plan for EV caliber, calibration, no, collaboration, God damn it. The fact is, is that, well, no longer will Rivian be selling stuff to Ford or Ford be buying stuff and collaborating with their electric cars from Rivian. Ford's doing it all in-house and Rivian's no longer a part of it. This kind of hurt Tesla's, or Rivian's stock, I should say, quite a bit. In, well, you know how it was valued at like a hundred, like, ridiculous overpriced, I think it was like $170 or something like that. Well, it's dropped to, I think it was around 150 around there. Yeah, no, it's plummeted even further than that as a recent. Yes, it really hurt Rivian Rivian's stock quite a bit. And it's almost kind of funny as how I predicted it was bullshit, and that bullshit came to pretty damn quick. But if you own it, to fret not, because at the end of the day, their stock evaluation is still astronomically ridiculous. And eventually, we'll probably go back up as Rivian, well, you know, sells a car, which... It actually has yet to really do other than a couple handfuls. Like a dozen. Like maybe even that. <sighs> People are nuts. Anyways, that's I think all the news I got for you today and all I got from this channel. Or this channel. Bloody hell, my brain's going kaput today. This is all I got for you for the news. I appreciate your listening. And again, I will be doing these from the comfortably, reasonably sound room where you can actually hear me speak and not having to listen to my V8, which probably was preferable over my rattling, paddling voice. I hope you all have a great day. If you like this video, like and subscribe. Have a wonderful day and a great night. Goodbye.